This is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine, and I'm at an amazing location on J Street in Schenectady called New York Folklore, which is a membership organization. It has an incredible gallery, and it works to support art of all kinds in New York State. So I'm, I'm meeting with two people. I'll start out talking with Ellen McHale, the director. Ellen, maybe you can tell us something about New York Folklore. Well, we're, um, as you said, based on uh, in Schenectady, but we're statewide. So we work uh, out of the Schenectady office, but we have other projects that are going on throughout the state. And our mission is to support traditional arts and culture wherever it's found in the state. So we work with uh, artists. We work with community-based organizations. We work with what we call community scholars who are maybe documenting their own communities. And we also work with folklore professionals who are working within, uh, often within arts organizations or museums, or in some cases, libraries to uh, document their own communities. So we have a pretty large and diverse group of people that we are affiliated with throughout the state. And I love how you, you stress that it is the documentarians, but also the actual artists. I love coming to the gallery here because there's such a variety of crafts and skills represented. Tell us just a little bit about the kinds of artists you work with. Well, we try to uh, change the gallery exhibition about four times a year. And we try to represent, in many cases, an individual artist. So we work uh, with Uh, individuals who come from newer communities. In the past, for example, we had an exhibit by Altine Stoya, who is an iconographer, and he had an exhibit of his iconography work from the conception phase up into the completed pieces. We've had uh, exhibitions of uh, Noah Corey, who's a blacksmith. Right now we have a quilting exhibit uh, by Beth Taylor. So we try to uh, identify and work with artists who have a body of work because uh, that is a key also is to have a body of work that you can show, not necessarily to sell, but to show the kind of work that you do. And it's work that comes out of a community's heritage. Uh, it reflects the community's aesthetics. And it's uh, many times people who are... Uh, very skilled at what they do, and they've learned through a long period of time, but they are not what we would call a fine artist. They haven't gone to school and received a bachelor's of fine arts. Um, they're folks who have learned from doing within the community. Thank you. And yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful collection. And that quilt exhibit, frequent listeners may remember I did a piece on that when it first got installed. You can find that on our website. And now I'm switching over to Anne Rappaport Berliner, who has one of the coolest job titles ever. Anne Rappaport Berliner is the staff folklorist. Tell us something about what your job includes, Anne. So probably um, the, the part of my job that is uh, the most fun and I think the most indicative of the work I do as a folklorist is the ethnographic interviews that I carry out with folk and traditional artists, with tradition bearers, community scholars throughout the capital region and um, far-flung places uh, from Schenectady as well, where I spend time with an artist talking to them or a tradition bearer about the work that they do, whether it is quilting or blacksmithing or beekeeping, and talk to them about the traditions, the way they learned, and how they're passing it on to other community members. So it's not just art, but you mentioned beekeeping? 
That's right. Uh, it doesn't have to be art with a capital A, but anything that involves, as Ellen said, an aesthetic or a value system that is expressed through through the practice. So maybe practice is a good word. And you mentioned a phrase that I can sort of guess at what it is, but maybe you can say more tradition bearer. Sure. Yeah. Tradition bearer, um, sometimes we use it interchangeably with artist, is the person who creates the art or the craft or the music or the food, whatever kind of tradition it happens to be. They're the one who knows how to do it. They have learned it from someone else in their community and are most likely passing it on to someone else. And uh, now that we have a sense of what the organization does and what each of you do, uh, do you have an event coming up? that has to do with artists and tradition bearers. Tell us about the upcoming event. Yeah, our upcoming event is a reception with folk and traditional artists who received funding from the New York State Council on the Arts. So likely they received one of three kinds of grants, Probably the most well-known in the world of folk art and folk life are apprenticeships, where master artists in the capital region are given a grant to pass on their craft or their art or their tradition to an apprentice, to someone else in their community. So um, some of the apprenticeships this year uh, were iconography, and that was Altine, who was mentioned earlier, uh, classical Indian music. Ghanaian drumming, dressmaking, a variety of, of apprenticeship grants were awarded this year, which we're really proud of because it is uh, really indicative of the work we do. As soon as you said Indian classical music, I thought of Veena Chandra, who I see is on your list with a couple of, of her, uh, with one of her sons, I believe. Yes, both Veena and her son Devish uh, each received apprenticeship grants to teach uh, the sitar and the tabla, respectively. And this is a very interesting list. Maybe you can give us a sense of some of the other uh, people or traditions that are, are going to be recognized with these grants. Sure. So another category where grants were awarded was support for artists, a relatively new category by the New York State Council on the Arts. The goal of them is to give support to artists to be able to continue to create their work and, and their body of work. Uh, some of the ones that uh, stand out are uh, Karen Music and Dance, and that's two different grants to actually a husband and wife pair. The um, wife, Eshwe, does uh, dance, and her husband, Pina, plays the harp. And this is a relatively, relatively new newcomer community, the Karen from uh, Myanmar, and they're uh, really um, great. They often uh, perform with New York Folklore at our programming, so we're really happy to be able to support them in their community. Another artist is uh, Zorki Nelson. I mentioned earlier the Ghanaian drumming. He, in addition to his apprenticeship grant, also received a support for artist grant, and he is going to be creating a Pan-African orchestra for the capital region, which is something that he was involved in before he came to the United States. So we're excited to be able, again, to support him and the continuation of that project. So these are people who have come from other countries still bearing the traditions of those countries. And yet one interesting piece I see on here is African-American hair braiding. Yes. So folk art, uh, folk and traditional art doesn't necessarily need to come from an immigrant or newcomer community, although that is a large, uh, a large community who we work with. A lot of folks do practice um, American-born or things that they have brought with them from much, much farther back. And the 
African-American hair braiding is by a woman out of Amsterdam. She's a master hair braider. In addition to actually braiding hair, she also creates a variety of oils and she passes on these um, these traditions that she learned at home to her daughters, to her community members. And it's actually a really important Grant, and I'm really glad it was supported because Amsterdam does not have a hair salon that caters to African-American hair. So the work she's doing is especially important. That's terrific. Now, you mentioned um, some foods, and I see on the, the media advisory that there will be food at this event. Let's hear about the food. Yeah, so uh, the food that we're planning is from different Uh, different local restaurants, which represent the heritage of some of our grantees. Um, We're going to have a lot of halal food because quite a few of our grantees are Muslim. So that's and it's important that we're able to feed them. And that's from a restaurant called Halal Barbecue on Central Ave in Albany. And we have worked with them quite a few times. They are always a favorite at our Folklife Festival. So we're excited to be able to bring them to this reception as well. I'm getting hungry. Tell me where I should go for this event. Well, it's it's going to be held at the Linda. Um, it is, uh, we uh, one needs to RSVP for the event, but the uh, Linda is the WAMC uh, performance venue um, on Central Avenue, and the address is 339 Central Avenue in downtown Albany. And that's um, Thursday, February 23rd, 5 to 8 p.m. Uh, so that is the event that's coming up. And if people want more information or how do they RSVP? They would have to uh, contact New York Folklore. Uh, we can be contacted by phone at 518 346 7008 or info at nyfolklore.org. Our, our general mailbox, but uh, we, that's where the invitations, uh, RSVPs are arriving. Um, so one would have to let us know that you're uh, interested. And the website for more information? Is uh, nyfolklore.org. Thank you very much. That was Ellen McHale, Director of New York Folklore, and Anne Rappaport, Berliner, Staff Folklorist, talking with me, Bria Barthel, for Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you both. Thank you very much. Thank you.